everyone my name is marvi and you are all welcome back to another amazing episode of youth vibes so last week our discussion was focused on our church the reasons why people worship there and the shortcomings we have of course this week we'll be looking at whether or not we have done a good job of integrating new members to our church whether or not you should leave your church when you are not enjoying community there anymore and also whether young people are interested in the things of God. So sit back, relax and have an amazing time on the show with us today. An argument that we've heard among some of the older folk um, whenever this issue comes up of churches not necessarily tending to the needs of younger people um, mm. is that young people are simply not interested in the things of God and that's why they're leaving Orthodox churches. Mm-hmm. Is that in your experience what you've found? I mean you have you have served you served as um, general secretary for EPC youth ministry for many years. You're evolved in youth ministry at your current church is that what you have mm-hmm. seen with young people on the contrary i think that's not the case anymore maybe it was at some point in the past but my observation in recent years is quite the contrary because i find that there's an there's there's an extraordinary hunger in young people for god and for his word, such that anywhere that they find deep teaching, you will find young people there, whether it's online or on site. And that has been my experience. I mean, I've, I've, I've had experiences where, say we're supposed to have youth fellowship and there is a program going on in town and there is a teacher, a deep, a, a deep teacher of the word taking that meeting, you will not find my young people in church. They are there. It doesn't matter how they will get there. They will find a way and get there. And I don't hold them to ransom, not because we are not doing great in the youth fellowship, but it it has just exposed me to how much young people want to learn about God. And that that level of, of hunger for me is something that, our leaders in our own settings need to take on more seriously. And I think that my my issue is that the church leaders, as we have them, the older folk, the parents, the, the elders, need to see that. And the older folk need to look at this thing more critically. It's it's not it's not really that young people are rebellious or they just want fun or they just want to move away. It's Underlying it is a search for truth, is a search for God, is a search for... I mean, scripture has said it that there is a longing in every heart that only God can feel, really. You know, um, it says in Ecclesiastes that he has set eternity in our hearts, okay? So God did that deliberately so that one way or another, you will search for God. And it's the expressions in young people is that of some somebody who is searching like david would say it as a deer pants right that's what i see okay so i see young people who are panting who are yearning who are seeking god and who are seeking where they will find the word of god as it is and sometimes i feel like our own pastors are afraid to talk about the bible you know as in to teach the word of god in all of its fullness, as if there's something that we won't understand, okay? That's why we have the Holy Spirit, by the way. So I think that they need to be a lot more forward, you know, in presenting the gospel, presenting the word of God, teaching the Bible, and not worry so much about the fact that young people want to go somewhere. I mean, if they're getting what they need, they won't be in a hurry to leave. Okay, but if they don't get it sincerely, they will go. They will go at some point. Mm. <laughs> my experience, no, that's not my experience. Um, 
So, I, as a teenager in EPC, one of the instruments that I really loved to play was drums. By the way, I'm an ex-drummer. <laughs> I'm proud to be one. <laughs> I'm an ex-drummer. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, when I was 12, 13, I remember um, I, I just stood where the drum was and watched people play the drums and go excited and one day hoped that I'll be able to play drums. So I'm painting a scenario for you. So one day I came to church Oh, so uh, one of the older youth called me and said, join the youth choir now. Join the youth choir. And I'm like, youth choir? Uh, I, I think that was 2006. Join the youth choir. Join the youth choir. So I said, okay, I'll join the youth choir. So I joined the youth choir. Yeah. And I started singing. Um, then, but I knew my heart was not in singing. Yeah, I wanted to play drums. So I I graduated. <laughs> from just singing to wanting to play drums. And the first time I ever touched the drumstick, one older person shot me down. Get out of there! Don't touch anything there! And I'm like, wow. So I walked away, sad, disappointed, and just seeing that there's no hope. How, how do I learn how to play drums if I don't touch the drums? So now, this way I am different. So instead of going back and withdrawing and not coming for it quite again, I went and bought my own sticks. Uh, I was one of those stubborn ones. <laughs> I went and bought my own sticks. When Riaza for Youth Choir is to start at uh, 1 p.m. on Saturday, I come by 12. Nobody is there to shout on me. So I play for one hour, rubbish for one hour. Mm. Nobody taught me. I just play what I knew, what I understood for one hour. And then one day, they were like, promise, just play for us now. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and this was a concert, a big concert, one of the biggest concerts we've had in EPC. I think it was 2007. Jesse Jacks, Jesse, Jesse Abaga was on the same stage. That time he used to play for us now. I mean, he used to play for his choir, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and the likes of Rorschach and the likes of Silas, Agaldo, you know, and that day I was going to play for EPC Youth Choir. I mean, the choir, oh my God, the choir was at least, at least 70 people, 70 singers. Oh, wow. I cannot forget. And I was to play for the song Arise by Don Moen. That was when the song first came out. My father my god that was exciting and terrifying because that was the first time i was going to ever play on a platform like that and after i came down from the drums that day i knew that i played well that's how band got me to start playing drums for them do you know why i told you this history i think that people are different but also think that there's also a face of this church that did not give opportunities to young people. There's, there's a, there was a season where young people were not considered as valuable enough to be given responsibilities. So, I promise, I was stubborn but many of my mates that had similar challenges did not stay. Either did not stay or just withdrew back into their shelves. So even, they, even though they had the potential to become, but because they saw that the environment was hostile, they withdrew. One of the easiest ways to bring about a level of... Um, uh, engagement of young people is through their talent and their skills. It, see, young people will naturally not want to do Bible study. Young people will naturally not want to come and come for a prayer meeting. But 
with their talents, with their skills, when you encourage them, you introduce Bible study, you introduce prayer, you introduce discipleship class, you introduce all these other things that are now possible because of their talents, because of their service to God. So there was a season. And I remember Uncle Wai saying, if I tell you now to give me five names of young people that can do this, can do this, can you give me? I say, no, I can't give you. I know why I can't give you because there was a time you people refused to allow them. So there is that part of it. What we are trying to do in this generation, we are sitting in the media room, Dan. We are sitting in this media room. Ten years ago, ten years ago, it was impossible for a young person to carry a camera in this church. Do you know that? It was impossible. The people that were carrying camera in this church were Uncle Zach Ali, were Beatrice, were, were Uncle Bart Sally. They the ones carrying camera up and down in this church. Young people were not allowed, were not given opportunities to even come close. What some of us did was that we fought. We fought at all levels to ensure that young people are given the opportunity. Right? And you can see what's happening today. The, mid, the entire media team is almost a hundred percent young people. We can count the number of older people. We can count them. But it started by us ensuring that the opportunities we did not have, we give to the younger ones. Right? So, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that um, the, the space or the environment was too conducive for people to want to serve God. Or for people to want to be committed, right? But moving away from that, because of that gap, we have now created a vacuum where we now have a lot of younger people who did not see examples of their type doing anything. And so they, they are not motivated to want to do something. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? But now the story is changing because now through media, we're able to see more young people wanting to do something. So it is now possible for them to stand up, to rise up, and go beyond um, their limitations as young people. But there's still a lot of work that needs to be done by the church. Because the church needs to tell the young people, you are the future. Do you understand what I'm saying? The church needs, the, the leadership of the church they need to see young people as valuable assets. They need to see young people as the people of the future. They need to see young people as the people that they will hand over to one day. But you see, if the church does not see it like that, then the circle continues. Because I'm just talking about media now. It's just media I'm talking about. There are so many other aspects of the church. Take, for example, Oshri. Do you know that there are only a small percentage of young people in the department? And you, you, you'll be surprised to know how they are treated sometimes by the older people in the <laughs> Some of them talk to them rudely. Some of them treat them as if they are trash. So, you see, there's no, there's no deliberateness in, in handing over to a generation. And that's where the problem is. So if we don't make those deliberate efforts, we are not insisting. We are not talking about it on the pulpit. We are not calling out young people. We are, you know, there's a way, once you continue to emphasize the same thing over and over and over again, the young people themselves begin to feel important. They begin to feel we are part of this. We are meant to be part of this. We have a role to play. They, we are important to this, to this cause. You know, you know? And, and those are the things that are lacking here right now. So there's only a small portion who are bold or who are like me, stubborn. <laughs> I'll go and buy my own stick to, to do what they believe God is calling them to do. So, that's how we've been doing things in Orthodox churches for better or for worse. Now, here's Sale's experience with newer churches.
for me let me let me pick one of the churches that kind of i went and i enjoyed and i kind of just remained in that community it was um god life assembly so the first time i went there it was it was a church that the people invited me how many like i think i was invited for almost a year if it is, I say, I'll come, I'll come, and then I'm going. <laughs> then one day I decided to go. And I just, I found it, again, relatability. I found it relatable. Because at that point in my life, right, I just, I just wanted to be, um, will I say free? Free is such a, a, an extreme word. So I would see things in God life like um maybe during worship people were removing their shoes, walking about without shoes in church, like maybe during worship you see the choristers sitting down on the floor. There was no it wasn't so prim and proper. Right? It wasn't chaos, but it wasn't true. There was like a a kind of release there at the end. It was fluid. It was very um it was very comfortable, right? So I really found that very interesting because coming from EPC we are mostly 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 prima proper. <laughs> so coming from EPC like I, I don't think I can see somebody walking without I see somebody walking without shoes. I can't even I can't even think it in my mind to walk without shoes. <laughs> but there I found it really like one as as very vain as it is, right? It was something that just I was just like, I love, I love what's going on here. And then um, it was not just that I felt the word was very like there was quality words there. It wasn't just people spewing latest trends. It was biblically based, and I could relate it to what. You know, I've been fed from this So it wasn't like, oh, this is a total diversion from what I've known, where I'm coming from. So it was like, oh, okay, we are here in this other side that is prima but then we have come to this other side that can allow us to sit on the floor and, you know, do all these other things. <laughs> and, and be more, uh, be more freer. We get be more freer. So yeah, that that was my experience, and that was something that I just enjoyed wanting to go back to, wanting to go back to that atmosphere, wanting to go back to that feel that I I, I had of it. What do you think is now drawing? Because now these older people have woken up. I believe. I hope. I pray to the reality that their churches are not sustainable. For the long term, anyway, ten years we're good. Twenty years down the line, maybe we're good. From thirty years, we start asking ourselves, okay, what's going to happen? What, what, what do you think? If if they've started finding out that okay, these young people are going to other places, what do you think is drawing younger people to these ministries? I would say number one that they feel more um, at home there, right? So, yeah, so let me give this. Now, this is not tested and approved, but this is an assumption. So when you come into, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same with a lot of other churches, Orthodox churches, or even the unorthodox ones, when you come into a church, it's almost like, oh, there's a set of people that have grown this church and know themselves. So it's like, oh, this family knows this family, that family knows that family. You get that kind of thing. So like there's that already family thing going on. So when you come in, it's almost like you are lost in the, 
in the whole charade of everything. Of course, you could amend that and maybe join a group so you get to know a few people. But then, young people these days, we actually don't have the patience to, you know, start putting <laughs> those kinds of relationships. So by the time you come there, you feel like lost at sea, um, at the whole, everything that's going on there. You're like, oh, these people all know each other. And I, okay, I don't feel like this is my place. I feel like they already know each other. Bonds have been built, and, you know. I really don't feel like they need me here. Now, when that kind of person goes to another church that has not had that kind of um, already set up network, maybe they find a place, maybe a family that's just like, oh, come to my house, come for dinner. Immediately they are, you know, that kind of thing. So they already feel like, oh, wow, this is home. Right? So they already feel that. So I think number one, that's that's one of the driving forces that you go there and immediately there's somebody that is kind of insulating them into the system. And they feel like, okay, so this is the place I can. I am needed here. Right? Other than there, that you just feel like, ah, everybody has what they are doing. So which one is my own by? <laughs> you get so I think number one that is something that um, not tested and approved but I think it's, it's a it's a thing because I also had a feeling of that when I joined CP2 I was quite young then I think I was in just one yes but I felt like I can remember clearly that I really felt out of place very out of place very very after it took maybe joining even when i was in the youth class this feeling out of place it, because every other person there kind of knew themselves right at that point my age group people most of them were going to fly to private so it was like you that was not going to fly to private what is why you what's what inside this conversation that you are conversing with us? Yeah. So you know that kind so I really felt out of place for uh, the longest of time. I felt really out of place. But I loved the fact that it was different from other Orthodox churches. So it kind of kept me there. There was word and I was like, hey, I'm fine, I'm not coming for to church for anybody, I'm coming to church for God. And um, before um later of course, I grew, did use fellowship, knew a couple of people, and then it was now like home, you guess. So I'm I'm sure that runs, and I've, I've spoken to someone that came to church, and the person was actually having almost the same kind of thing that was happening. So uh, that place of growing, the church growing on you, that is something that I think is very vital. Um, and that's something like the other um, non-Orthodox churches. I think they have hacked that system because they will, they will keep up with you. They will really, they will really keep up with you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think for young people, that's one thing. Just that feeling of acceptance, like you're accepted the way that you are, that you are insulated into the system immediately. It's not like, oh, okay, this person is here. You just allow the person to hang around. I allow the person to join a group first before we recognize the person. Yeah, so I think that's one major factor. Um, You said trends also. Um, Although I don't have the trends with people, I'm sure a lot of young people have that um, trend. That trend factor plays out for them. Like they want something new, you know. We don't do here things Yeah. We want we want to and once that new stuff comes, it hits hard and it's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah. So they go there and it's more it's more interesting for them. It holds their attention. The funny thing too I've noticed with uh, people that have gone to that follow trends, have gone to certain places. I've noticed that they don't last long there. 
people go to the, the next church yes and then start up again so and then if that next church is not working out properly they go to the next church that is trending right so i've noticed that with um that sect of people there's that issue there's a problem so yes trends to play a big role um in that kind of setting so I think for me those those are the two main factors I can I can think of. Being completely honest, this isn't the first time we've heard this story. We have had this discussion many times in fellowship. Um I hope things have changed because like Sale said it was a long time ago when she came in. But just in case we aren't quite there yet. Um, I asked Uncle the same question. Now, we, we spoke with Sayil on this same subject um, for this for this same episode. And she talked about how when she joined Ekropati Church with her family, it was a bit of a challenge because there were these relationships that had been built up over decades. And mm-hmm. she was coming in, they were coming in and they just couldn't find their place how this is this this is a conversation i mean you served on youth exco in akapati church this is a conversation we've been having over time Mm -hmm. how can we do our best to make sure people don't feel that way coming in and how can we fix that with the people that we have currently that are that are in the system and still feel like they're not particularly part of these relationships yeah it's it's a tough call um because sincerely speaking as human beings we build relationships over time so naturally if if um i'm coming in from somewhere else to a community that has somewhat built itself you know with the relationships that have already been there um it's it can be it can be difficult getting in but then when we think about the fact that the background on which we're having this discussion is that we're christians right and by the general um by the acceptable attitude of a christian a christian should be an accommodating person so when we have people coming in from from wherever into our circle, into the community of Equa Plata Church in this case. We need to be sensitive enough to know that these people are not used to the way we do things. They come from a different setting and they're going to need to assimilate, you know, how we do things here. So on our own part as the members of the church we need to have that sensitivity and we need to have that openness and we need to be the first ones to reach out to these new guys coming in right so that's the first thing that we need to do and it has to be a consistent and deliberate thing and for me that was why i liked the idea of um, adopting people at members meeting that was something a tradition that used to hold okay i don't know if it's still being done But that was a good tradition because what it did was it made the members of the church aware of its new members and it made the members to consciously pick someone that they could bring in and help them to adjust to being in Plato Church. If we don't do that deliberately, what will end up happening is you have people in the church quite all right, but the moment you say the last amen, they're out the door and you don't see them till next Sunday. And what will happen is over time, if if something happens to them and they find nobody, nobody is coming to say, ah, how are you doing? It's like, ah, these people don't even care, Seth. Next thing you know, they probably walk away, especially if they feel like they don't live up to some some kind of standard that they seem to see, okay, in the church. And it's not this 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 thing we're talking about is not an exclusive of plateau church it happens it happens almost everywhere it's it's difficult sometimes getting to uh to adjust to a new system okay and it's part of life is it's it's a change so and then on the part of the individual also um 
having an open mind is important because you're coming into a new space. You really don't know what to expect. Or in some cases, you have been told what to expect. Okay? Because there are times when you hear gist about places. Right? So maybe somebody has already told you, okay, ah, this, these people, see the way they are. Oh, ah, you want to go to this place. I hope you can handle it. Oh. And then you're like, ah, okay. Oh. Then you go. And... Maybe sure enough, some of the things that they said you should expect, you actually see them and like, oh, okay, I was warned. Now, you need to have an open mind. You need to know that, okay, if you want to settle down in this church, if you want to be a part of this church, you need to open your heart and be um, approachable, okay? Be approachable. Smile at someone. Yeah, you may be a new face, but at least smile with the ushers. They can help you out if no one else, right? So find, find a way also that you become approachable, that you become, um, you, you find yourself in that space where people can reach out to you and you can also reach out to people because, I mean, there's nothing that says that you being a new face cannot ask questions, cannot, you know, try to reach out to someone and get to know someone. So it's a two-way traffic. But more importantly, I think that the the base, the base or the church that someone new is coming into needs to have that open arms, uh, inviting feeling. Okay. So that makes it easy for people to adjust and get in and assimilate. Hmm. I, it's, I think for me, it's a big growing concern. <clears throat> um, and I would like to answer the question by going back to history. You see, a lot of people joined EPC, right? With different motives. I must acknowledge that, that people, um, people are different. And the motives for families joining EPC is also, can also be very different. Um, and so, you've heard things like, ah, EPC is for big people, big boys. It's big boys and big, ah, you go in that church, ah, you know? There's this expression of, ah, big, big people. Now, if you don't, and that's why I need to go back to history, if you don't understand the history of EPC, you are likely to fall into that trap when you join EPC. The first thing about EPC is that EPC was not established as an equa church. That's the truth. Whether we like it or yes, the, the idea behind EPC was founded on the fact that there were several educated young people, young professionals, who were in the city of Jos, but could not find equal or same kind of... Um, a platform, um, a place where they could actually gather and interact at that level. So yes, there were many churches in Jos, right? But the churches could not meet the needs of professionals, right? And so EPC stood, EPC was established and came up as an answer to that problem. So now, when you go to a typical church or a typical equa church or a typical cooking church or a typical baptist church all you will see is maybe one or two medical doctors who are the big boys of that local assembly but you cannot be a medical doctor in this local assembly and think you're a big person you are you are as normal as everyone and that was the point you see so the point is that as many young people that were professionals that grew up the ladder. Of course, automatically, you don't expect them to be like the normal people in the normal local equa churches. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to downplay other churches. But I'm talking specifically about EPC and the peculiarity about EPC. That history is what a lot of people don't know or understand. So when we talk about the, amb the ambassadorial mantle, it is that Young professionals are supposed to be groomed here for the world. 
young professionals, young people are supposed to be rooted in the world in EPC and then sent out to the world, to the world. No wonder, isn't it, that we have many young people who have left this country. We have a huge number of people abroad. It is no wonder. It's a different thing to ask the question if we are doing the job. That's a different topic entirely, right? That's a different topic entirely. But that the mandate, the mandate was to groom men to be sent out. Now, so answering your question, people have now come to join. Why have people come to join? What, what is the, what was attractive to them? Do you know that majority of the people that have come to join, and this is not because um, we want to we want to make people that have joined recently feel bad, but we want to question people's motives. Many people have joined because EPC is a big church, and it is equa. You see, you see, if you have joined a church on the premise of those kind of things, you will have problem with relationships. There is absolutely no way you will not have problem with relationships. So, people have come to join because they like the name. Ah, which church do you go to? Ah, it's a couple of two church. <laughs> you know? You know, it's like back then. Say, which school do you go to? It's Hillcrest. Uh, you know? But, but, but that motive or that reason can create huge problem in relationships. That's one. That's one part of it. The second part of it is that, again, we've had a lot of members of EPC who have been friends, who have built relationships for decades, and are just used to each other. And maybe too closed up for newer relationships. That is a major problem by itself. Because now you don't leave room for influence. You don't leave room to mentor the people that are coming to be like you. Because there's a culture. There's a culture. And one of the people that joined some time ago, during, in fact, the person was an ex-co, and the person made a statement. He said, ah, you people. And I was offended because I could not understand the reason why the person used the term, you people. Because that implies that we are not together. I'm talking about you to ex-co. That implies that we are not together. If you can say, you people, it simply means that you don't feel welcomed. And to be honest with you, if you don't feel welcome in a place, there's no point staying there. I'm not being harsh. I'm just being realistic. You know why? Because if you remain there, you are going to destroy more relationships. Presently, no. Person have been married out. <laughs> <laughs> but the person was still a member until the person was married out. Now, but do you understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? So, in my own opinion, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done on relationships. Both for people who are just coming into EPC and for EPC old members. And I can almost assure you that it's not something that you will just... It's not a members meeting discussion. It's teaching. Members need to be taught on the value of relationships. Members need to be taught on the history of EPC and why we do what we do. Because those, for a, quite a number of people that have joined, those are even more serious reasons why relationships are broken within EPC. So, Israel had said in the previous episode that the young people are drawn to current trends. And I decided to ask the same question to Seyil, who is one of the most nomadic people I know as far as churches are concerned. Are trends or were trends a major factor when it came to her coming to the place of deciding what church to attend? No, actually, 
in fact if if anything if i see like a church is particularly being very trendy like there's a particular trend and like that's what's going on here i find it quite i'm not so at home there because of course First, I'll say maybe my orthodox background is doing something to, <laughs> to me on that. But but I actually don't find it so, um, will I say, let me use the word for lack of a better word, comfortable okay. in those environments. So if I find that, oh, there's a certain trend happening and this church is doing it, I would rather stay away than be there. Because I, I, I have... Um, my my sensitivities about trends when they come people really don't filter the weight of the trends people just catch on with it and we really don't know what that trend the the weight or the after effect of what that trend would do so we just catch on with it without really weighing the cost of um the mindset, what it will do on the mindsets of the people and none of that. And then trends, trends will always come and go and we are just keep, we just keep following trend after trend. It never stops. And there's no place for like consistency. You find that, oh, there's this consistent thing about this place that I know I can hang on to. It's almost like today you're coming to church, is this thing. Tomorrow you're coming to, we are just on a row. What exactly <laughs> is going on here? So, yeah, for me, as a young person, particularly, trends don't really do it for me. Trends don't really do it for me. We've talked on this episode about two of the things that make young people feel out of place in the congregations they're in. Now, we ask a hard question. Is it all right to leave your church if you simply feel it is not serving your needs? Many times when we bring this up, we turn back to scripture. 2 Timothy 4, from verse 3 to 4, instructs, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Verse 4, They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Now, this is true, and we see it all around us. Seil alluded to this in speaking about churches that are trendy, and I will hint at this same point. People like the ones described in this passage won't usually stay in one church for an extended period of time. Once the new fad comes around, they'll migrate. But this doesn't apply in all situations. Here's promise. Well, in my own opinion, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you don't feel blessed in a place, honestly, there's no point in staying there, you know. Um, I think for me, I ask the question, am I relevant? So for me, it's not just about being blessed. I mean, for a huge part of the, my years in this church, I was not necessarily being blessed here. But yeah, because there was, there was a huge face of EPC that lacked the word. Let's not deceive ourselves. There was a huge face of EPC um, as I grew up here that did not have that level of the word you know that um that used to be there and so i had to feed myself elsewhere so the reason why i stayed at that point was more like relevance more like helping more like grooming more like insisting and standing on the grounds that i knew before now because you see that's the point many people when they do not see when they do not see the big picture anymore they leave i don't blame them because they can't really see the big picture for me i've remained because i felt that um that big picture will come to pass and i want to be instrumental in that i maybe that's just my own calling maybe it's not their calling do you understand but my, my point is very simple is that there's nothing wrong with going to another place. There's nothing wrong with moving away from your, your parents' church uh, the moment you sense that you're not being blessed there. But for me, it was beyond that. My parents are still here, and I'm still here, right? But it's not because my parents are here that I'm here. It's not because they said, promise, you cannot leave this place. <laughs> it, no, it is because I feel blessed here, 
right? And I feel I'm contributing to something here. So there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you spoke about the fact that it's important for us to know when it is time to leave a church and when it is not time to leave a church. Uh, things might not be going mm. great, is what you said, but it, it doesn't mean that it is time to leave. So how do you mm. know when it is time mm -hmm. to leave? And I guess by implication, how do you know when it is not yet time to leave? That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Um, I believe that everywhere that we find ourselves, right, in life, not just in church, but everywhere in life, there is a purpose for which God takes us there. So if it's a school or it's a place of work or it's church, God has a reason, God has a purpose for every one of us to fulfill in the different places where we go. In some places, it will be that he wants us to learn certain things. In some other places, it might be that he wants us to teach people certain things. Either way, we need to know what, what it is that God has invested in us. Now, if, if I find myself, okay, so for instance, let me use myself as an example. Um, the time for me to leave Plato Church was when I got married, all right? Um, there were there were certain people who prayed prayers for me to bring my husband to Plateau Church. <laughs> All right, and but I I I didn't feel <laughs> I didn't feel so strongly about convincing him to come to Plateau Church. Not because I didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I I struggled with leaving naturally, but I also felt like. I had something to go and do in the new place where um, I was going. So for me, that was time to leave. Okay. I mean, I still, I still, Plato Church is still home, but I had to go somewhere else because I, I believed that there was an investment that I could also make somewhere else. As it turned out, I also joined the youth fellowship in the church where I, I now attend. And it's been a blessing, you know, being there. So that was that was it for me. In some cases, it, it might just be that the the growth level, you know, in, in some places, time, the way you know when it's time to go is that you just find that you're, you're in the same space, you're in the same place, you're not growing anymore. It's like there's nothing new coming in to build you anymore. And you begin to have this restlessness in your spirit and it just feels like I'm not gaining anything else. I'm not giving anything else. You start to feel like the dead sea or something. Now, when, when, when you start to have those kinds of seasons, then it's time to ask God really. And of course his spirit will always relate to us and he will let us know that it is time or that there's something different that we should be doing, you know, so um, usually for me, it's, it's a restlessness that comes in a certain phase of your life that you just feel, I'm not satisfied being here anymore. I'm not satisfied. So naturally go back to God. Once you find yourself in that space, go back to God and ask the question, is it time to go? Or is there something new that I should be doing that I have not started doing yet? Because sometimes it might just be that you need to change gears. Maybe the usual things that you've been doing um, in, in, in the church that kept you feeling fulfilled. God wants you to step up and do something else or do something more. All right. So it may not be that it is time to leave, but it may, it may be that it's time to change what you do or to add on to something that you're already doing. So those are the questions. And we need to go back and ask the Holy Spirit. OK, this is how I feel. I really want to move along or i i just feel like i'm done here is it time to go and of course if you get the green light to go you move but then again it's not just to move move to where you also need to ask the question where do i move to okay because you see sometimes the tendency is this especially for us as young people we we find okay maybe i visit another church within the same city 
and oh i like the way they do service and i'm like oh i'd like to come here again then you go again twice three times four times and you're like ah this place is the bomb like they do things better than platter church and then suddenly you want to jump and go and it's not really because it's time for you to go but just because you find an excitement that maybe you don't feel back home anymore and then you just feel ah i beg i beg i beg let me move on to greener pastures uh we need to be cautious basically that's all i'm saying we need to be cautious about leaving uh-huh so that we don't leave at a time when there's an assignment that we have to do maybe eventually it would have been time to go at some point but maybe there's an assignment that we're supposed to be doing and we just jumped and left let's be careful let's be careful um going to a place where there's excitement and charisma and all that is great but if that is all that took you there then be rest assured sooner than later you're going to move somewhere else or you come back to where you were before yeah sooner than later it will happen but if you moved because okay the spirit said move then you find that you'll find a place to settle you find a place to grow and all of that so those are the things that we need to look out for And yes, it's a wrap on Youth Vibes today. Thank you so much for staying till the end. But we are not done with this conversation. We'll be here next week to talk about how you get and keep young people in your older churches. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. And you can subscribe to Youth Vibes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Turn on notifications so you do not miss a single episode. If you have thoughts or comments on this episode or questions you'd like us to address, please send in an email to youthforepc at gmail.com. That is y-o-u-t-h number four epc at gmail.com. This episode was produced and mixed by Daniel Sule in collaboration with Equaplat Church Youth Ministry. And our team music is by Basho Adam. Thank you so much again and we'll see you right here next week. Bye.